Well, hello, this is Pastor Dawn and welcome Love Radio Network family. Welcome all of you that follow us on Love Love Studios USA.net. I am so excited to be with you here today and I am starting a very short mini podcast series on the mysteries of meditation and how biblical meditation can completely transform your life. And I'm so excited to get uh, started and share that with you today. So I'm just going to open in a word of prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just decrease. I ask that you increase. I thank you, Father God, that you have already anointed your word and this message to penetrate our hearts and minds so that we might come in more alignment with your perfect will and plans for our lives. And so, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for taking um, weak words and transforming them into something powerful that will move us uh, supernaturally from where we are to where you want us to be. And so we thank you for all of that in Jesus' name. Okay, you guys. Well, I'm going to dive right in. This is going to be kind of a short podcast, but I'm really excited to share it with you. And so I am going to share two quotes with you. Uh, The first quote is both from Dr. Bill Winston, he Pastor Bill Winston, and also um, Les Brown. And it says, you don't get or attract in life what you want. You get or attract in life what you are. And I would like to add at the subconscious level. So I'm going to say that again. You don't get or attract in life what you want. You get or attract in life what you are. And I believe that is true at the subconscious level. Now, I also want to quote um, Napoleon Hill. Whatever the mind can conceive and believe, the mind can achieve. Whatever the mind can conceive and believe, the mind can achieve. And so, you know, if you've heard that before, if you can believe it, you can achieve it. And y'all, this is not just going to be some fluffy um, cheerleader roster, rah, rah, go, you can do it. No, I'm actually going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to share with you five benefits of biblical meditation, not some weird, reiki, transcendental meditation Um, In fact, um, probably next week, I will share with you the dangers of the modernization of witchcraft, which has um, which has found its way, filtered its way into um, the meditation world, so to speak, those that teach on meditation. So I'm talking about biblical meditation. So I'm going to give you five benefits of biblical meditation. And I do want you to know that meditation is one of the uh, one of the very important, powerful skills that I teach um, in my coaching programs. It's included in 21 Day Mindset Reset, and it's also included in our trauma coaching programs. Okay, so I'm going to just dive right in there. And um, the first thing that I want to share with you is biblical meditation transforms your belief system at an accelerated pace. I'll say that again. Biblical meditation transforms your belief system at an accelerated pace. So we're going to look at Hebrews chapter four and verse 12. 
And it says, for the word of God is alive and active. It is sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. And it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Now, I'm not going to preach a message on this, but I want you to focus on where it says that the word of God penetrates even to the dividing of soul and spirit. That's very important. So with biblical meditation, we are using Bible, we are using scripture um, to meditate and transform and renew our mind and literally reprogram us at the subconscious level. Now, why is it important to know um, that this type of belief transformation system the reason why it uh, biblical meditation gives you an accelerated rate or an accelerated pa- um, pace of transforming your belief system is because we are using the word of God. And the word of God is not only living and active, but it has the ability to divide between soul and spirit. And I'm just going to share that with you really briefly. So soul Soul is comprised of three things, your mind, which is your thoughts, your will, and your emotions. So your mind, and actually in your mind, that contains your thoughts, but it also contains your belief systems. It also contains your memories, both your conscious and your subconscious memories. So the word of God, when you use the word of God in biblical meditation, that word of God can slice right through It helps you to distinguish what is soul and what is spirit. Your spirit, if you are a believer, if you've invited Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your life, your spirit is the supernatural part of you. It is is the eternal part of you that will live in the presence of God forever and ever. Um, If you have not received Jesus Christ as your savior, um, there is a different place where you will live (laughs) the rest of your, um, your eternal life. Um, our our bodies, or I should say, our we ourselves are also triune beings. So we are spirit, soul, and body. Okay, so your spirit is the eternal part of you that will forever live in the presence of God if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. That spirit part of you innately knows that the word of God is true. And the reason for that is because if your spirit has been reborn by the presence of God, then your spirit is actually in alignment with God's spirit. And therefore your spirit knows that the word of God is true. It's our soul that gets in the way. It's our soul, our mind, will, and emotions. It's our soul, and specifically in the mind part, it's our thought life. It's our belief patterns. It's our memories, both conscious and unconscious and subconscious memories, um, that also have patterns of belief systems ingrained into those. It's our soul that gets us in, in trouble because that soul part of us has been programmed. And I'll get to that in a few moments. But when you use biblical meditation to transform your mind, to transform your belief system. It it happens at an accelerated rate because the word of God, because it's living and active, it can slice through the soulish part of you that does not always believe in the word of God, that has been programmed to believe many lies of the enemy. It slices through that, it slices. So if this is your soul and this is your spirit, the word of God slices through that and you are able to distinguish truly 
what is true and what is false. Okay, we'll get to that in a minute. Number two, biblical meditation causes the light of illumination and revelation to shine upon your soul. And again, I'm talking about your thoughts, your beliefs, your memories, your subconscious beliefs, okay? So biblical meditation causes the light of illumination and revelation to shine upon your soul. We're going to look at Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 18. And it says, um, actually, I'm going to start in verse 17. Um, it uh, says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious father, our Abba father, that he may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you might know him better. And I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you and the and the glorious, I'm sorry, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, those that are that are called by his name, those that have accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord, and his incomparable great power. For us to who believe. Y'all, I could preach a whole sermon on this, but I'm just gonna show okay, so. Biblical meditation, because the the word of God is living and active, it causes this light to be shined. It brings illumination and revelation to our soul realm, which is our mind, will, and emotions. And then what it allows for, it allows you to operate in the spirit of wisdom and revelation, like true God wisdom and revelation, not man's wisdom and revelation. It allows the eyes of your heart or the eyes of your understanding to be enlightened so that you may know the hope of what he has called us to. What he has called us to is, is vast riches of his glorious inheritance. Now, I'm not going to get into what the vast riches of his glorious inheritance are, but I am going to, to share with you that it includes divine health, divine wealth. It, it includes um, you walking in your purpose and your calling and the anointings and the mantles and the acumens that God intends for you to walk in. Um, in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says um, that the plans I have for you, says the Lord, are, are to prosper you, um, not to harm you. And so the riches of his glorious inheritance, and we're talking about the inheritance that we can walk in the earth, and I'm not just talking about money inheritance. That is in his holy people, those that, that know God as, as Savior and Lord, the riches of, his, of our glorious inheritance in him. It says that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places and we're seated in, with Christ in heavenly places, in places of riches, substance and wealth, of divine health, of divine healing, um, of um, walking in the purposes and the true purposes and calling um, that God has upon our life and and walking in them with great power and anointing and um, wisdom and knowledge and revelation. And then it says, and that we might that we might know his incomparable great power, for us who believe. Now, I'm not going to break that down and teach that to you, but you should look up that word power in your Strong's Concordance. So I'm just going to give you that. So biblical meditation, it causes the light of illumination and revelation to shine upon your soul. And I'm telling you, your soul needs some illumination and revelation. All right. Number three, I told you all this is going to be quick today. 
the programming of your soul, your mind, will, and emotions, the programming of your soul has been imprinted on your subconscious mind. I say that again, the programming of your soul, your mind, your will, which is your choices and your emotions, it has been imprinted. It has been programmed. It has been engrafted on your subconscious mind through experiences, through your family and whatever training and education and conditioning that your family um, brought you up in. It has been, um, the programming of your soul has been imprinted on your subconscious mind through your environment. Um, Also through um, whatever education that you've had, Um, education in school, as well as education in the church. And unfortunately, the programming of your soul, your mind, will, and emotions has been imprinted on your subconscious mind through traumatic experiences. We're going to look at Luke chapter 8 and verse 17, and I'm just going to share a very, very brief um, testimony here. Okay. So Luke 8, 17 says, for there is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed and nothing concealed that will not be made known or brought out into the open. Okay. Um, And uh, let me go back to verse 16. It says, no one lights a lamp and hides it in a clay jar or puts it under a bed. Instead, they put it on a stand so that those who who come in can see the light. Now, we've already talked about how the Bible um, is a biblical meditation, shines this light of illumination and revelation upon you because the word of God is living and active, right? Okay, so. Because of this, there is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed and nothing concealed that will not be made known or brought out into the open. Okay, I'm going to give you a very quick testimony from my own life. Um, Many of you know my testimony. Many of you do not. Um, As a little girl, somewhere between the ages of five and six, uh, one of my parents literally claimed me as their personal slave. Um, That parent um, was involved in a group of witches or sorcerers. um, And it's a long story, but anyway, um, that parent, well, first of all, that parent of mine was very, very broken. Um, uh, That particular parent of mine had been raised by um, a sociopathic narcissist. Okay. Anyway, so Somewhere between the ages of five and six, one of my parents claimed me as their personal slave. And that turned into, um, I experienced a prolonged from ages six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, and 13. I think that's roughly seven or eight years. Um, um, I was abused severely. Um, It turned into sexual molestation. And it turned into sex trafficking. And one of the ways um, that um, my parent, um, that parent that did these things um, had remarried. And so my step parent actually worked in conjunction with my biological parent. And um, they, through witchcraft, through, um, what do I want to say? Through drug-induced brainwashing techniques, whether it was alcohol or drugs, 
through drug-induced brainwashing techniques. They programmed me over and over again to believe certain things about myself. Probably the biggest thing that they caused me to believe was that I could not get out, that um, that nobody would help me if I told, you know, if I told a teacher or a counselor what the abuse I was experiencing. They they made me believe I, that they would never believe me. I mean, there was all kinds of fear tactics. But anyway, so I, I use that as an example that I went through roughly seven to eight years of deep evil, sadistic, satanic, witchcraft programming. Okay. That programming was imprinted on my mind, will, and emotions, and specifically on my subconscious mind. Okay. So when I came to know the Lord Jesus Christ as my savior and Lord, the Lord told me that I needed to begin renewing my mind with the word of God. Uh, Later in life, when I remembered all of the traumatic events of, of my childhood, the Lord has taken me through an extensive period of years of reprogramming that original programming that was um, satanic, it was sadistic, it was evil, um, and it caused me to live in a great amount of fear as well as an expectation of failure and defeat, as well as a, a whole associated things. Now, I'm, I'm hoping that none of you have experienced that type of um, the depths of evil, satanic, witchcraft programming. Um, But what I am saying is, is that as a testimony, I can tell you that even, even when somebody has been abused and programmed and brainwashed to that extent, biblical meditation can and will reprogram your soul, your mind, will, and emotions. It will reprogram and rewrite everything that has been imprinted on your subconscious mind through your experiences, through your family, through trauma, through the education, uh, that your education system, as well as in the church. Okay. All right. I'm going to move on to point number four. All right. I told you I was going to share with you five benefits to biblical meditation. And number four is biblical meditation allows you to look at the world through the eyes of the Abrahamic covenant and the blessing. Now, the blessing is not just a blessing. It is the blessing. And we're going to go there in just a second. But biblical meditation allows you to look at the world. It allows you to look at your world, your circumstances through the Abrahamic covenant and the blessing. Okay, we're going to go to Genesis chapter 12 really quickly. All right. Uh, Genesis chapter 12, verses, starting in verse two. And God said to Abram, I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse and all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. Now, um, if you have, if you know anything about Bible history and church history, um, Israel who was going to come through um, was going to come through the line of Abraham right um the nation of Israel um was the chosen people of God but the Abraham covenant uh, uh, he said that through Abraham that all of the nations of the world would be blessed 
And so what this means is that salvation was not just available to the, to the Jews, but it was available to the Gentiles, which is us, right? And so through that covenant, we are allowed to walk in the blessing. And let me go to Matthew chapter 19 and verse 26, okay? Um, well, no, I'm sorry. We'll go there in just a second. Um, and so that blessing, that blessing you can find in uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28. The first half of Deuteronomy chapter 28 talks about you'll be blessed in the country and blessed in the field, blessed coming in, blessed going out. You'll be the head and not the tail. That blessing, that is, it's actually the blessing that God pronounced upon Abram before he became Abraham. It extends to all of the Gentiles, which is us. And so biblical meditation allows you to look at your world and your circumstances through the blessing. And the blessing is a totality of divine health, divine wealth, success, um, an extraordinary amount of God's love and joy and peace, as well as you walking in your divine purposes, calling mantles and anointings and whatever, whatever other plans God has for you. Biblical meditation allows you to look at your world, to see your world, and basically to believe what to believe the impossible, right? Okay. So <clears throat> let's look at, where was I? Matthew chapter 19 and verse 26. And it says, and Jesus looked at them and he said, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. And so I believe, well, I wholeheartedly believe because I've experienced it myself. I am a living, walking, what does it say? I am a living, walking epistle. I'm a living, walking testimony of the power and the enormity of God's blessing that comes through biblical meditation. And this is where all things that seem impossible can become possible, if that makes sense. All right. Number five, biblical meditation is the way that God intended for you to believe the impossible and for you to reprogram your subconscious mind. I'm going to say that again. Biblical meditation is the way God intended for you to believe the impossible and to reprogram. So you're, you're the one that's going to do this, but you're going to do it with God's help. You're going to do it with God's revelation. You're going to do it in God's grace. You're going to do it in God's strength, right? Let me tell you this. You cannot, you cannot achieve, ooh, you cannot achieve true meditation and the blessings that come through it through it if you are not using the Bible as your script. I had not intended on saying that, but if the Bible is not your script, then more than likely you're going to be meditating on things that maybe you've heard a um You've heard, uh, what do you call those? A motivational speaker say, or maybe even a pastor say, but if the Bible is not the script, if it is not the content, if it is not uh, what you are basing your meditation on, 
you will not achieve the results that you could achieve. And more than likely, when we default a little bit too much to man's wisdom, if man's wisdom, men or women, if man's wisdom is not rooted and grounded in the word of God, we can border on walking into areas of witchcraft, which I will actually share next week. There is a modernization of witchcraft in our culture right now that you can manifest anything that you want to manifest. And I will say, yeah, you can do that with the aid of demons and all all other kinds of crazy things. But if you want the blessing of God, if you want to walk in the enormity and the fullness of God's love, joy, and peace in your life, and if you want to walk underneath the umbrella of the blessing that God proclaimed over Abram, who became Abraham, who became the father of many nations, um, that extended salvation to the Gentiles as well as to the Jews, then you need to use the Bible as your script and you need to engage in biblical meditation. Okay. All right. Okay. Point number five, biblical meditation is the way that God intended for you to believe the impossible, Matthew 19, 26, and for you to pro for you to reprogram your subconscious mind with his word. Let's go to Psalm chapter one and verse I'm going to read verses one through three. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat or the company of mockers. Verse number two is really clear here. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, which is the Bible. And he meditates in that law day and night. That man or woman, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither, and whatever they do prospers. I want to read this uh, scripture to you in, I'm going to give you the message translation. No, 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 that's not what I want. I want to give this to you in both the passion translation as well as the amplified version. But let's look at the amplified version first. Psalm chapter one, verses one through three, blessed, fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God is the man or woman who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, following their advice and example, who does not stand in the path of sinners, and who does not sit down and rest in the seat of scoffers or ridiculers, specifically ridiculers of God's way and God's words. But that man or woman's delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, his precepts, his teachings, he or she habitually meditates day and night. That man or woman will be like a tree firmly planted and fed by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season and whose leaf does not wither. And whatever he or she does prospers and comes to maturity. Okay, so I want to share one more thing with you. I'm going to look this up really quickly. I hadn't intended to um, to share the Passion Translation, but that is exactly what I'm going to do. So I'm going to go to Psalm chapter one, and I'm going to read this to you real quickly. And then we're going to wind up today's uh, podcast. So here we go. 
Give me just a second. I need to change screens for just a moment. All right, here we go. All right. So Psalm chapter one, uh, the tree of life. It says, what delight comes to the one who follows God's ways? He won't walk in step with the wicked, nor share uh, the sinner's way, nor be found sitting in the scorner's seat. But his or her passion is to remain true to the word of the great I am, meditating day and night on the true revelation of light. I love this this, um, version because it just... It expounds or it puts the exclamation point on the fact that I said biblical meditation will produce the illumination of light and revelation on your life. Okay, so his or her passion is to remain true to the word uh, of the Bible, you know, the word, the living word of God of the great I am meditating day and night on the true revelation of light. He or she will be standing firm like a flourishing tree planted by God's design, deeply rooted by the brooks brooks of bliss. Remember I said you could experience all of God's blessing, bearing fruit in every season of life. Um, he or she is never dry, never fainting, ever blessed, and ever prosperous. Okay, y'all. So I hope that I have adequately shared with you um, at least five of multiple uh, blessings of biblical meditation. And so what I want to do is I want to invite you. uh, We're going to be doing a two-day challenge and then a three-week mastermind on biblical meditation. And I want to invite you to join us. So if this sounds interesting to you, and I'm I'm sure that it does, then I want you to go to my website, go to dawnchurchill.org forward slash meditation mastermind. I'm going to say that again, dawnchurchill.org forward slash meditation mastermind. I want to encourage you to join us for our next two-day challenge, and that is going to launch us into a three-week mastermind, and I don't want you to miss it. All right. I want to pray for you guys really quickly um, as I close this particular um, podcast message. In the name of Jesus, Father God, we thank you and we praise you for your presence in our life. I thank you that in your word, Lord God, are the answers to all of life's problems and challenges. I thank you that your word, it is living and active. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. It brings illumination and light to all of the dark places of our life. And it allows us to begin to renew our mind with the word of God so that we can be like that tree planted by living waters in Psalm 1. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you pour out window of heaven blessings upon every single person under the sound of my voice. I pray in Jesus' name, Father God, that you would reveal to them their great need for true biblical meditation. And Father God, I thank you in the name of Jesus for igniting in their soul uh, a, a desire, a hunger, a zeal to see the manifestation of your blessing, your power, and your goodness in their life through true biblical meditation. And I pray this in the name of Jesus. All right, you guys, I will see you next week. Um, And don't forget to go to my website, dawnchurchill.org forward slash meditation mastermind. All right. Have a great day.